What up, What up, though? Welcome back to Real Bar Talk, Milwaukee's Realist Podcast. It's a special bonus edition. I'm actually in the studio on a Saturday morning, close enough to, to record an interview. Elizabeth Brown, um, she's running for Alderwoman of the 7th District of Milwaukee. And um, first off and foremost, I want to say it's a pleasure to meet you. It is a pleasure to meet you and to be here. Before we actually get into politics... Um, let's get to know each other a little better. Let's okay. start, start, learn a little bit about each other. You know, I feel that's important when knowing. Hey, yep, that's TDR, and then Real Bar Talk podcast. You probably could tag us if you if you put the symbol in front of it. Sorry, she's setting up her lie. <laughs> let's see. Y'all forgive me for a second because um, <laughs> you know I only deal with uh, Apple products and ain't that about nothing. Look here, we uh, Samsung strong up in here. Mm. Let's see. see. Nope, it won't let us do it. No. That's gay. Oh, I, I rig. <laughs> uh, okay, there we go. Let's see if it let me, at least let me tag myself. Then I can tag us. Hey, there we go. All right, we good. All right, let's go. Nah, I didn't stop by makeup so I could go live like that, you know. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, For one, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up? Um. So, um, my name is Elizabeth Brown. I am... Uh, I don't know how we're going to set it up. Oh, uh, I'm all in your life. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, I ended it. Oh, my goodness. Just, I'm so sorry. Just, just go back and okay. redo it. Um, so my name is Elizabeth Brown. I am a product of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I actually uh, spent the earlier part of my life on 20th and Brown, but my grandmother stayed on 23rd and Brown. So um, my youth life uh, from the time I was three until the time my parents got their first house which was the time I was 15 I grew up on 23rd and Brown pretty much um, after that my parents bought their house on 35th and Hampton um, Hamp. yes Hamp, 35th and Hampton um, I went to South Division High School uh, graduated from there after about a of alternative schools uh, for fighting, and uh, but I finished out finally uh, South Division High School. Um, I have a 21 year old daughter um, that's a graduate of uh, MPS with a 4.0 GPA. Um, she's done a lot of amazing things, went to college and everything. Um, what else can I tell y'all about me? I have 20 years. In corporate America, I worked for Johnson Controls, and I also worked for Anthem Blue Cross. And throughout that time, I also did uh, various jobs as far as in corporate America. Um, Currently, um, I work with the youth. Uh, I was a level two tracker, so I tracked uh, juveniles in the city of Milwaukee. Um, What else can I tell you about me? I bartended for a second job for 10 years to pay for my daughter's AAU fees. Um, (laughs) Which bar? (laughs) But, um, I mean, outside of that, um, I'm just an average, everyday uh, resident, a mother that cares. Um, I'm I'm an advocate um, for uh, truth, substance, and also... um, child molestation just childhood traumas because i'm a true believer that um if we don't heal from our childhood traumas uh we just bleed on other individuals um in our adulthood and a lot of times uh, by the grace of god i I didn't wind up in prison because i had uh 
definitely anger issues due to my child molestation. Wow. Wow, that's really deep. Um, I actually went to your Facebook page. I see you do a lot. I do. With that. Um, you and your daughter? Yes, me and my daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's collectively and yeah. it's quite amazing to see because, I mean, not only are you taking action, you're actually leading the way for her to be able to do the same thing. You are correct. Um, so to jump into politics. Okay. Um, before we actually get into, you know, why Liz Brown, um, I guess my question would be why politics? Why not politics? It's one of those things I feel like um, as a resident that have always been um, advocating for voting, um, who my family, I'm the go-to. And when they like, Liz, who we voting for? And I'm calling everybody on election day, um, motivating them to get out and vote. But at the same time, um, who better than me? You know, it's one of those things when you've, seen the politics and you you voted for politicians at what point um when you feel things are not adequate it's it's only so long that you're gonna stand by and um advocate for voting and people are telling you there is no change at some point after uh just talking about it you eventually have to be about it and there was no better time than the present because I've been my experience is not in politics my my experience is being a resident is being the people so when I stand up because I just feel like a lot of our politics forgot why they got their job you're a pu- you're a public servant Exactly. So, and it's your job to serve the people. So it was recently that triggered me to want to run because I feel like a lot of public uh, officials act like celebrities. And I need you to understand what your job title is. You for the people, by the people. Exactly. So at the end of the day, when, when you uh, out here um, doing these photo ops and everything else, you need to treat people like you work for them. A lot of them feel like they got that title that we working for you. No, you work for us. And so and everything that um, I'm trying to teach my daughter, because it was what it was what I taught her to vote Democratic all down. It was what I taught her uh, how to suffer in silence, um, how to put her head down and stay out the way that got us in the predicament we in. So I also had to be an advocate to, one, apologize for her, take accountability, that I gave you some BS. And it's time for us to start thinking for ourselves, and we're going to create our own lane and understand that although our parents made it, our ancestors made it, did it, don't mean they did it right. And it's for us to kind of rebuild and refocus ourselves on what it is that we're doing. So at the end of the day, it was like, Liz, I'm, I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of uh, being treated less than by a political party. So uh, my experience is being a resident, my experience is being the people, my experience is being unheard and unspoken to and and misunderstood and overlooked. So it was like, okay, I'm going to run up against you and make you pay attention to me because you need to understand that I don't care if it was the president or a janitor. You show respect to a human. You understand? And a lot of our politicians have lost their way. And what I'm telling people is a lot of that reason is because it's our fault as well. It's our job to make sure they do their job. We have to stop uh, treating them like celebrities and treat them like they're a public servant. It's your job to serve the people. I agree 100%. Um, I like what you said about the whole voting Democrat thing because I teach my children now and um, a lot of people I come across – who just go to the ballot and all right, just gonna check Democrat and be You're done correct. with it. I Do mean, we homework. should be voting for who's in your interest, who Period. has the agenda that you that meets you. I the mean, black every, agenda. Yeah, exactly. 100%. To make us better. And they have to have an agenda. A lot of people Period. don't have black agendas. You are correct. But we have to understand too when when we're talking about accountability as a people, we haven't held anyone accountable. No, And we haven't held anyone accountable because we didn't want to be held accountable. So it was one of those things that I realized in my life and my journey, it wasn't until I started to hold my violator accountable. I had to take accountability that I was violated, one, because a lot of the time you don't want to deal with that trauma. You don't want to relive 
because I always played the blame game and blamed myself or I should have did this or I should have done that. I was seven years old. I did the only thing I could do, which was survive, like a lot of us, you know. But at the end of the day, when I decided to take accountability that I had been violated, then and only then could I hold my violator accountable and give him the shame which I was carrying around all of that time. So it's one of those things when we start to take accountability as a people, that all of this has happened on our watch. And that even though 100, 200 years, we done stood silent out the way, we gotta come up out of the slave mentality of keeping our head down and saying, yes, a boss. No, because at the end of the day, our power is in our voice. And the farther we get away from uh, our vote don't matter, they want you to believe that your vote don't matter because then they gained. So it's my thing to engage the youth engage everybody that I come in contact with because it's blood on these votes our people died for this right you know and so a lot of times when we come outside of that and then ask ourselves why we are in the condition that we're in why all of these laws why Milwaukee is mass incarceration is because they feel like our vote don't matter that's what they're trying to teach us and I don't care how many um roads or monkey wrenches they throw in the machine to get us not to vote the more that they show us they don't want us to vote should be the more knowledge we have is why we should vote see at this point i agreed with what you were saying but something recently happened that changed my whole uh reasoning of thought and that's because the whole barack obama situation correct comes about mm-hmm and we have massive turnouts. We elect a black man in the, into office. That there showed me we know our vote counts. Yeah, We're not interested in voting. And right. the reason being, people in my age bracket, I'm 37 years, I'll be 38 okay. uh, some later this month sometime. Okay. And um, people in my age bracket aren't interested in voting because there's nothing exciting about our candidates. There's nothing that captivates them. Nothing that brings them in or draws them in. See, Barack Obama was a black man that possibly right. could have been you know, a president that captivated everybody and excited everybody. We're not excited about voting because on the national ballot, we don't have anybody to be excited for. Like I said, I said many times when Joe Biden wanted to get in, he had to get a running mate of color. It doesn't necessarily have to be black, but it has to be a minority. Okay. Um, in the city of Milwaukee, the reason I believe we had the same mayor for 20 years is because nobody's excited about voting because there's nothing, nothing that captivates people in my age bracket and to captivate people in my age bracket you have to go to where they're at you, you can't just keep campaign, campaigning hey. in churches and stuff you'll you get their vote hey. when that's that's my main thing you know because as like i said you know a true believer in what was it's a new day it is and i'm not captivated by going to work for somebody else but i have to do that to get the bills paid so i'm telling People that's your age, because I'm actually 43, mm-hmm. a little bit older than you. However, no, until we start to get engaged, because it's not about who we're voting for. It's about the future of our children. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. So when we start to get out of our own way and our own way of thinking, which coincides with uh, being colonized, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because... We're not getting any better. This is a ground zero. I went into a school that that looked like a conservation camp. Like, they're treating our children any kind of way. They're treating us any kind of way. And the sad part is we sitting here, these laws that's being passed, the stop and frisk. Like, if you're not a part of the solution, then you're the problem. And again, that goes back to the accountability. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because it's going to be your baby that I'm tracking at seven years old. The same thing that I was telling the children when we've we've been misled and hoodwinked. And it it took my daughter to ask me at some point in her life. I sent her to Lutheran schools all her life until high school. And she came to me one day and she said, Mama, can can I ask you something? And I'm like, for sure, like, ask me. And she said, no, but you can't get mad. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, if you're going to ask me. She was like, no, but you got to promise you ain't going to get mad because, you know, I get heated quick. 
She's like, I said, look, the only bad question is one that it's not asked. So come on. And uh, she's like, can you help me understand how the same man that enslaved me going to save me? Because in these Lutheran schools, they're teaching me about, you know, a white Jesus. And then as I'm doing my research, I'm looking, you know, at all of these other races and everybody prays to somebody that looks like them. And black people are the only people that don't. And in that moment, I was blown back because I didn't have the answer. Mm -hmm. I went off of everything my mother had told me. But I told her, I said, I don't have the answer. Give me a couple of days and I'm going to get you an answer. Because in this life, the only thing I ever cared about was being a good mother. I didn't care about nothing else. I said, when I go and stand before God, he going to say I might have flunked everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> I get an A for my kid. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, that triggered me to look outside of what it was that I had been taught because I took everything my mother had given me for face value. Couldn't nobody couldn't have told me that the white Jesus we pray to wasn't going to save us, you know, because that's what was taught to me. And I couldn't do no more uh, for my daughter than my mother did for me. So I used to think and then I started to think for myself. And understand that what was given to me was given to me because that's all she had. And she didn't search for anything else. But I had in this era of technology, in this era of uh, knowledge and books, I could be that change. So when I started to educate myself, I had to go to my daughter and I told her, you right. There is a catch-22. A dead cat is definitely on the line, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It don't add up. And when it don't add up, we have to subtract. True. And so when it comes to voting, it's not only about uh, you being excited about it. You, being, you should be excited about teaching your children about the legislations, about the laws that's being passed, what they can do, because they're the next, the next seven generations. And if we're not engaged, one thing I did learn about my violation, because Five generations of the women in my family been raped by somebody inside the family. Okay? And so, how do we get there? Again, the silence is the sickness of trauma. The silence is the sickness of mass incarceration. The silence is the sickness of abuse. The silence is the sickness of poverty. Because we've been taught to stay silent, stay out the way. Uh, the goal for my parents was to buy a house, to own a nice car, and never take a vacation. Work every day of your life for somebody else. And they can walk in today and destroy everything that you never did in the last 20 years. And I can't pass that on to my kid. I don't have anything to show for it. On top of the fact I didn't taught my daughter to be a slave to somebody else. When I learned, one of my mentors told me a, a rich man paid for a poor man's time. So this poor man is missing out on his kid's birthday, on a basketball game, for this rich man who had an idea to start his own business. He don't have a college degree, but you have people that got college degrees going to apply for a job and praying that a man with no degree hires them. Mm-hmm. How sick is that? Capitalism. That but at nice. the end of the day, you have to, we have to at some point start to be proactive and not reactive. And at the end of the day, there is a system in place. And being that we have been unengaged, being that we have, uh, we have these rites of passage, so to say, of sickness, that snitches get stitches, what's done at his house stays in his house. Uh, keep your head down, stay out the way. Uh, you know, like those are the things that got us in the predicaments that we're in. Because when a person takes our voice, they take our power. And when you feel powerless, you don't want to be a part of anything. You just sitting there having a pity party for yourself saying who's all against you and why they're against you. It's one of those things we have to understand that it's our time to do better and become better as a people. You're so smart, Tom. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so all right, now let's uh kind of dive into this whole automatic thing. Um 
approximately it's about 594,000 people in Milwaukee, a little over that. Um, 15, I believe, 15 automatic seats uh, that make up the Common Council. Mm -hmm. So that would mean everybody was probably assigned roughly about 40,000 people mm -hmm. in each district. Um, you're going to District 7. I'm speaking that into existence. Hey, you better so, say it, <laughs> uh, District 7, one of the more prominent districts yes. in the city of Milwaukee. Yes. Um, most people want to know going into, um, I don't want to say high crime because I, I don't like using that word because it just puts a negative uh, connotation on our yeah. people. Um, but we'll say a more urban area. Yes. Okay. <laughs> more urban area. What are your ideas, so to speak, of... Um, one, let's, are you into reindustrializing um, the communities? What I mean by that is, um, in the city of Milwaukee, mm -hmm. our people have to leave our communities to do yes. whatever we want to do. If I want to go to a Woodman's, I have to leave my community to do yes. that. If I want to take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese, I got to leave my community Movies. to do that. Everything. Yes. And because I have to leave my community, now I cross into, quote unquote, their community, Correct. where they don't want me at. Period. So that's where I get pulled over. That's where yes. I get um, tickets. That's yes. where I get... How can we bring more things within to the city of Milwaukee that are by black people for black people? Correct. Understood by our people. Yes. I, I want some ideas. Uh, and I understand that you're going to be a member of the Common yes. Council. How how can? Well, the first thing we have to do is uh, erase the red tape and the the, uh, the body of corruption that's in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, one thing we do know for sure and, and one thing for certain is that in the city of Milwaukee, uh, in our own community, we're treated like a third-class citizen. Home ownership, business ownership, it's all of this red tape. And you have uh, people of color on the Black Common Council that uh, they know about the red tape. I really don't know about the red tape yet. I will get to know about the red tape, but I just really feel like, first of all, we need to, uh, we realize that the Common Council is sick, that the leadership is sick. Uh, we need a new mayor, new, all new leadership, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, these are, we gave Mayor Tom Barry, what, 16 years? Well, closer to 20, actually. So, so that's in itself if it took us 20 years to get this way it's going to at least take us 10 to start to see some light but the first thing we have to do if we kill the brain the body going to die mm -hmm. so we have to we detected the cancer now it's time for treatment and then if when we remove him and put new individuals that don't have the same mindset of the last uh 20 years of slave under mayor tom barrett with the colonized thoughts because we have to realize that everybody has a utopia but us and why is that because our bodies are feeding their utopia of course it's our poverty and our feeling helplessness and our hopelessness that are feeding these other areas so the main idea is to get some people in there that's willing to go against the machine to get some people that's open-minded that's not going to follow suit of the old regime. Some people that don't mind shaking it up. So that's our first goal. And then it's to motivate ourselves and individuals that's in here because we have to also understand that the current leadership is prominent for the welfare era. And True. it's the belief if we aren't hurting, if our areas are not uh, poverty-driven, if, if we're not mass incarcerated, how do they continue to eat? The, the welfare era didn't promote jobs. It took the black man out of the home and gave the black woman some pennies <laughs> to make her feel like she's stronger and she don't need a black man. Mm -hmm. which automatically preyed on the low-income housing and then we getting in this mindset where we don't make a you we don't want to make a certain amount of money or have a man in the house because then they can control what it is that we do so we'll continue to have to beg for those crumbs at the foot of the master's table exactly i say that all the time myself so the main goal for us 
is to get people in there that are not infected by the colonized thought of pushing uh, welfare because a lot of our people want to work. A lot of our people would work. But let's remember the L. Smith days where we was able to work in our community, live in our community. The kids were happier. The grass was greener. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to get back to that. And how do we get back to that? Because right now, our bodies are stricken with the cancer of Mayor Tom Berry. And that was my main question. And that was my main reasoning for asking that question. Because there were a lot of A.O. Smiths. Correct. Around the city of Milwaukee Correct. where we could work. And mm-hmm. um, one, having something like an A.O. Smith or Alice Chalmers. or right. uh, Well, no, that was downtown. Uh, A.O. Smith or... Um, uh, uh, Florida Foundry that was off East Capitol. Um, oh, um, um, I can't remember, but me we either. we know what we talking about. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you would have to be thirty plus to actually yeah. know what, <laughs> what I'm talking exactly. about. But you had people that wanted to live in those neighborhoods Master because Lock. of it. Yep, no, Master Lock was on Center. Oh, okay. it's still on Center. Oh, okay. Because um, I know that was prominent too. Right? It, it still is. Yeah, but it's the only one, and that's my point. People wanted to live in those neighborhoods yes. because you were close to work. And yes. those were good paying jobs in yes. the 60s, the 70s, yes. the 80s. But we don't have any of that anymore. So now if you want a 17 18 $19 hour job, you have to leave your community. You are correct. To go get it. Yes. Like um, I was told uh, unemployment. Okay. Yeah. Under uh, the President Trump, the unemployment rate has dropped significantly. And it's true. Right. But my problem with it is. I mean, those jobs are fast food and, and, exactly. and Walmart or whatever. And that's what they don't tell you. And not only that, uh, that wasn't on Trump's watch. That was due to what Obama had done. So we have to be realistic and watch for the foolery and the trickery because it's a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know. And it means nothing for, like you stated, for you to have a fast food job. So now you're working three jobs. Who raising our kids? Exactly. So you can say, because the killer is... Who's working these jobs for pennies? But they'll lead us to believe that we don't want to work. It's not that we don't want to work. We're out here working. But then let's think about how many individuals that live outside the city of Milwaukee that get the good jobs downtown. Let's talk about regenification because it's real and it's prominent right in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah. Because it used to be you had to be a city of the resident Period. of Milwaukee to work in the resident. But, uh, I mean, to work in Milwaukee. You are correct. But uh, everybody that's working downtown don't work here. So they're taking our money out of here. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that everybody is saying how bad um, the inner city is, the urban areas are. But this is where they come to set up the gas stations that they treat us like crap and sell us outdated food. Somebody got to man that. And if we're going to take accountability, we got to violate our leadership. Y'all got to get up. You got to move around. Like I told Mayor Tom Barrett at the city council meeting, we shouldn't have to vote you out. You should vote yourself out. Black people should have been outraged when he had the balls to run again. Because you done done this. We're the worst we've ever been. Him and Chief Morales, the only thing they can say is, uh, give me some time. What you mean give you some time? We dying. Exactly. But you asking us for some more time? We gave you 15, 16 years. And you're trying to do this last bout so you can get uh, his pension, which he'll get paid every day of his life on the bodies of black people. And all the black people that I know, like, oh, he's a nice man. Nice people do bad (laughs) all the time. time. Yep. Exactly. And we're talking about this nice man who has given our gatekeepers, so-called black city leaders, who've been bought. So let's be real. Mm. A lot of them been bought. You've been, they've given you crumbs to violate your own people. Our babies are hurting. And we must understand to take the accountability. And like I said, I'd be the first to apologize. Because I was a part of the BS, but I never sold out. Mm-hmm. My problem was that our children are watching what we're doing and not doing what we're telling them to do. So I must apologize first to our community, to our children, to our elderly. But our elderly also had to stand up and take accountability because a lot of this stuff is on their watch. 
It is. And so the question is, what are you going to do? The reason that I'm running is because I was like, I'm done talking. I'm done begging. I'm going to get a people a choice. And like you stated, if there's nobody that's motivating you to get up off the couch, I said, who better than me? Than to run. Do I have the experience of a politician? No. You don't need it. <laughs> I have the experience of being the people. Exactly. And that's what my power is. Exactly. It's not about your title because I, I'm finding out in politics, everybody want to talk about, oh, I got, I graduated from here and I did this for, for this organization and I did that. But the question is, with all of those titles, with all of that that you've done, why are we still here then? I have an interesting take on that, um, especially in politics, because I actually follow politics quite closely. That's the reason Tom wanted me to do this interview. Um, when it comes to most politicians, mm -hmm. everybody comes in. And I truly believe it's genuine yeah. that everybody wants to change the world and do it for Correct. the better. But somewhere along the way, they, they turn into exactly what they were fighting against in right. the first Correct. place. And I don't understand how that quicksand if i could call it that it, 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 it how you get how you get how you, how you get caught in there because well, it seems the more you struggle to get out of it the more you turn into exactly what so we do have to understand that there's a system in place mm -hmm. so let's just say for instance you had a business because um, when i got into human services i left corporate and wanted to follow my passion because that's what my spirit was leading me to do the money is very funny like uh, the lifestyle that I had in corporate versus the lifestyle I have, you know, I'm not paying bills on time in human services because it don't make that type of money. Mm -hmm. You know, my bills are, you know, I'm calling making arrangements right now. <laughs> you know Preaching to the choir. <laughs> we all been there. You know, need and to some of up. us are still there. You are correct, and and I would be that. Yeah, I'm right there you with know? you. <laughs> we I'm making neck neck. arrangements and trying. You know, I didn't had a couple final notices. You know, but I'm out. Here here and I'm do because at the end of the day material don't mean nothing to me you know but we have to understand that when you have an individual because let me give you some background on me so I told you I've been violated I've been a violator not as far as sexual but I was abusive mm -hmm. to men that I was in a relationship with due to my violation but also in the things that I've survived I've never conformed to anything I've never smoked I ain't never drank you know, uh, everybody else do what it is that they do. We have to find people that's strong-willed and strong-minded and really stand for something. Because with the era that I came from is death before dishonor. And at the end of the day, when we stop putting money first, I was just teaching the kids at uh, one of the schools that if you chase money, you'll forever be broke. True. If you chase happiness, the money is going to come. So I just really feel like a lot of politicians, if you have this business and you're training somebody on the job training and you're teaching them how to take shortcuts. There was an analogy that my daughter gave me, which was very profound because around her 11th grade year, she had a breakdown. Now, my daughter's survivor, child molestation and date rape. Um, and but a very prominent, beautiful, respectful young lady. Um, her accolades go above and beyond. She's an author, only 21 years old. She graduated with a 4.0 GPA. She led the state of Wisconsin in steel. She averaged, I think, was like 28 points when she graduated, number one in track. I'm talking about just a, a, a real rounded individual. But at that time, she hadn't disclosed to me that she had been violated. So, you know, she was dealing with all of that. And that's another thing as parents. We have to understand that our children, you can tell your child to come tell you, but if you haven't been transparent enough, because when I asked my daughter, why did she tell me? She said the same reason you didn't tell. I wanted to be Ooh. strong just like you. Yeah. If you could walk around with that sickness and do all of this stuff for me, then you are my hero. And I want to be just like you. And in that moment, I realized that I had taught my daughter how to suffer in silence and be this strong black woman and act like uh, she can't cry and she can't express her feelings because then the world looks at her differently. 
So when you bring these people into this business that you're running and you teaching them how to take shortcuts, you fall in line with everybody else because you don't have the mindset to stand for self. And you never did. Everybody can talk about it. But the question is, what are you doing in your everyday, your regular life that protrudes, like you said, the quicksand? So when my daughter, I asked her if she was snapping out on her teacher, which had never happened before. And they called me. And I left work. And I went right to the school because anybody that knows me will tell you that I'm about business. I don't care whose kid it is. I done went to public schools, uh, parent-teachers conference, and been the parent for 15 to 20 kids, motivating them to try to be better. But anyway, I asked my daughter, I said, what is going on with you? Because it's clear that you have a problem for them to call me and saying you up here disrespecting because I don't play that. A child's supposed to stay in a child's place. That's my, if you feel like something, she was just like, mama, I just I, I had enough. Like, you know, you telling me to continue to push forward and, you know, to be my own person and to do this and do that. She was like, I need to explain to you how it feels to be me. To be a good kid, what I'm sacrificing. She said, imagine me walking down the street full of people. And she said, my, I'm facing the light. I'm facing the sun. And everybody back, they going towards the dark. She said, it will be so easy for me. I just want to turn around and walk with them. And I know the darkness is there. Because that's how it feels being bombarded. I'm the only one trying to do right, trying to be, you know, the example for everybody else. But the strong get tired, too. They do. So when you come into an organization, the political party of them saying it's dirty and everything else, you have to have people around you that's going to call you on your shit. You have to stay grounded and remember, and that's why I'm an advocate that every year, every seat should be contested. Because two things for sure, growth and comfortability can't go together. They can't live in the same spot. If you're growing, you're never comfortable. Mm -hmm. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. And so if we have people that's going for these seats every four years, every term, that keep the current person in the game, Engaged and understanding that you're gonna have to fight to eat. So, when we're talking about these politicians that went in and conformed, the people have to take accountability for that because it's our job to make sure they do their job. But being that we've been lax, we didn't allow Mayor Tom Barrett to sit up for so long, he feel like he grandfathered in. That he can move about the city and do what he want to. And that's another thing we have to do is go to showing people that don't belong in our neighborhoods, in our communities, that's not about the greater good of us. Because like you stated, when we take our children outside of our community, they let us know that we're not wanted. Every single time. Hey, but you, you better we, not say nothing back to them but, either. <laughs> but, but we're welcomed. We, we're welcoming because we're the most traumatized. And everybody's speaking for us, but us. So again, this is why I'm running. To engage and try to wake up us to understand that ain't nobody coming. So it's time for us to get engaged and then teach our children. Because if you think about back when we was voting, we had two parents in the household. There was no mass incarceration. Businesses... Jobs was good. I remember when people coming from Chicago was coming here to get jobs. Mm -hmm. So what we got to do is get rid of those that's infected by the welfare era. That's pushing. Y'all not. If you can bring stars here for a hip hop. Why you can't bring jobs here? So my thing is to motivate people. But not only that. Get the ornament together. Because. That's leadership. If we start, like right now, me, Tory Lowe, and another of the audience that's running as candidates, we're coming together. Whether, our, whether we agree or not, there's a common goal to lead by example. Because we understand that we lead in uh, segregation. But the main idea, even in our own communities, you got 
this side, that side. No, there should be one side. There should be one come and go. And those so-called leaders should be able to be in the room whether we agree or not. My mother and father was married for years. A lot of the things they didn't agree on, the kids didn't know about it. But they kept that together. Mm -hmm. So we have to get back to the substance. Right now, we don't have any. At all. And um, a lot of my biggest problem, especially with politics, and I'm a firm believer you should pay more attention to local than national. A firm believer. Because those are the people that are closest to you. And not only that, it's the change on what you see every day. Yeah. And this is what I'm telling our children when I'm going into these schools and I'm telling them. You want to change what what it is that you see on a daily? This is why you vote local. And then you get a a group of people together because just like for the 7th District, we got four individuals. And am I sad about it that, you know, I'm really not sad about it, but it's one thing we have to understand, too, as a collective. If we were on the same page, we would have groomed somebody for each one of these seats. Mm-hmm. Because really you got another black person Taking another black person out And we understand that it's the minority And majority And we need to be even In, in the common council Period But it's one of those things too When we see that one of ours is infected By the system We have to remove them Because If we don't hold ourselves accountable By saying that he's sick he can't get no help or she can't get no help. So if you're not doing your job, you got, you got to stand in your truth. Come to the front of the congregation mm-hmm. and be reprimanded. Can you be forgiven? Yes, you can. But you got to come here and tell us your sins. Confess your sins. You can be forgiven. Whether we mess with you again is on us. But at the end of the day, if you have been affected, you're going to have to come on out with your truths. So, because as a people in Milwaukee, we have to heal. And we can't heal until we reveal what the problem was. And we can't reveal the problem without understanding that we're going to feel it first. Well, like you said earlier, the problem is truthfully on both sides. Um, the, the people being... Blacks. Yeah. And, but the, in, in, in my opinion, there's a reason for that. Uh, um Black people in general, and I don't care where you are, if you're in Milwaukee, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Florida, it's whatever. Same, all the way around. It's it's a it's a mindset for one. Facts. Because um what was it historically? Was yes. it sixteen nineteen, the first shift yes. left to come here? Okay, if that's true, that would mean that black people were slaves way longer than they were free. We haven't been free even half the time we were slaves. And then we aren't even fifty years removed from Jim Crow and all Facts. so it's not that long ago. It's, 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 it's a mindset that we have it's that was passed mindset. down that one, we should always listen to what they tell us. Facts. And what not only listen to what they tell us, to believe what they tell Period. us. Period. So now when they you get a mayor Tom Barrett to come across the screen and says this is what's best for Milwaukee, majority of us are going to go with them and say, Oh, okay, yeah, all Conditioned. right. The mayor the, the mayor said it because colonized. Because one, there's the first thing we see is he's a white man. Exactly. Yeah. And by that happening, the few that disagree, much like your daughter, yes, don't want to be the outcast. They don't want to be the only ones trying to fight against the machine, as you called it. Because it only takes the vision of one, the collective efforts of a few, to really change the mass. Well, I. I agree, but at the end of the, you know, I'm raising my daughter to stand for truth. Because one thing about truth, it don't die, nor does it pass away. No. You know, and it's one of those things And it don't bend or break. Period. And my daughter's an only child, so I'm teaching her that it's all about you and what you do. Oh, I'm agreeing with you on that. I mean, I really think that's commendable. So, it takes the vision of one. Yes. And if that's your daughter- and if she can get she three can or touch four, three children, exactly. Then they can pretty Period. much change all the rest Period. of the kids. And I think Milwaukee is the same way. That's why yes. I like the conversation that you're having because you actually have a vision. Yes. And all it takes is one a with vision. A vision. That's how a rich man paid for a poor man time. Yeah. The rich man had a vision, and the the thing about the poor man, like you stated, we have this colonized way of thinking. But there was also someone that was sent. 
to rattle that way of thinking because it was my violation that shook me from that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because when my mother stated, um, well, pretty much get over it, it happened to all of us. I said, just because it happened to all of us don't mean that it was right. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, had we taken accountability within our own homes, then and only then can we hold others accountable. And that's what I'm saying. The reason I'm running, because when I came up out of my own darkness, because the mind state, if we can change our minds, we can change our life. And so when I started to change my mind, after I had to free myself of my own darkness, because even in those violations, I realized that it had transformed me into somebody. I didn't even know who I was. And that was just like us when we got off the slave ship. They didn't beat something else in you, you know? So for this long time, I didn't even recognize who I was. But when I realized that I had sacrificed myself all of these years for everybody else, when was I going to sacrifice for myself? And so now I got my PhD in me and understand that my train of thought don't have to match yours. We just got to find a balance. And like you stated in the beginning, meet the people where they at. They shouldn't have to come to you. And especially if you're a public servant. And I say servant because that's the police job. That's our public officials job. I just think we got real away from what these job titles are. And a lot of times us not being engaged is because we're not educated on what these people are supposed to do. And if you don't know what I'm supposed to do, how you going to hold me accountable? I truly hope, I truly hope that you can get in there. And I truly hope and pray that you keep the same fire and desire that you're showing right now. And and that um, one, we can get somebody on a council seat that actually understands that there is a problem in Milwaukee. That when you ride up and down the streets of Hampton, of Capitol, of Keith, of Finn, of Titonia, yes. of Sherman, Red and Marine. you see, yes. and you see that it looks nothing like it, you, man. <laughs> it used to look man. one. The parks are run down. Man. The schools are closed down. Man. There's nothing but liquor stores and churches on Period. each. each there is nothing. Period. That and that's industrial what I'm trying to get my city. To understand, like at the end of the day, if you're gonna be real, let's be real. Let's call the elephant an elephant. You know, people talking about clubs being put up, but we have a billion and one churches, but our people still hurting. When can we? So get, we need to. Uh, when can we get a factory that fit folks can go to work and make an honest you living? Better say it. When can we get um, a recreational centers? You know that Period. are state of the art, like you have in New Berlin and like you have in Waukesha. How about? How can why can't we have a school where our kids ain't begging to have a classroom because they're being taught in a hallway? That's all. These I want. are the basic <clears throat> necessities, and the sad part is us as colored people don't ask for much, and they don't give us nothing. Nope. And so again, that's another problem. You know, when you having career politicians, uh, and the majority of them playing along to get along, like at some point. You have to get off your butt and ask, what can I do? And uh, before we go, I was having a conversation at work. And where I work at, it doesn't depress me. It actually kind of intrigues me because I'm the only black where I work. I'm the mm-hmm. youngest and I'm the only black. Um work around a lot of older um, white guys. And it was the situation that happened at uh, Mayfair Mall. Mm. Uh, during the holidays the big brawler broke yeah, out there and they were bringing it up to me and telling me because they all stay in Hartford, Janesville of and course. stuff and they're like why you know are those guys going out there and, and, and they're doing those things and I simply responded this is your fault period and I'm like this is what the backfiring of gentrification yes it y'all is. closed all of our malls <laughs> Northridge closed <laughs> Capitol Court Bayshore is closing and Thank the Grand you. is closed where Thank did you, you think they were going to go period period and history shows whenever you get a crowded space with a lot of people, they become hostile, <laughs> and then things like this happen. Now, if we still had our own malls to go to, I, one, nothing would happen to your mall, Period. and two, it wouldn't have been overcrowded. Period. But because they can only get to one mall now. And that'd be the thing. Like, when we're having these conversations, when they start the complaining, we didn't ask. 
I don't want to get up and drive to South Ridge. Mm. I don't want to get up and drive. You know, if I could Capitol Court again, let's talk about the days of A.O. Smith. We had our own malls. We had our own movie, movie theaters. theaters. You better say it. Skating rinks. We had our own. <laughs> I'm that old. I know. Exactly. <laughs> so how do we get back to that? First, get rid of Mayor Tom Barrett and anybody that don't understand what's happening in the city of Milwaukee. Because the bottom line is everybody can say what they want to about Lena Taylor. The beautiful part about her, and like I said, we all have issues, you know. Check her or, or, or pull her to the side and let her know what it is that she's done wrong for you. But the my main goal is to be able to reach out and touch my mayor. For the mayor to understand the cry of the people. I need my mayor to be in my grocery store and not for a photo op. Who better than her? Her son was profiled. She know the pain of our people. Mm -hmm. And even those, because I'm in a real diverse community, the Jewish, um, we have, you know, white people in our community too. As a whole, as a people, we have to understand that Nobody know the cries of Milwaukee but the people that's in Milwaukee. If you driving through just through Milwaukee to get to downtown, to the Upper East Side, you don't know the cry like we know the cry. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, when you put all of that to the side, because for people to say that they're, they'd rather vote for Mayor Tom Barrett, that's when the Stockholm Syndrome is truly real. That you would suffer due to your personal feelings about someone no come together and just like i'm saying even when lena taylor's in there if we don't like what she's doing we vote her out but there's no reason she shouldn't get a chance to be in the sit in, in that seat in milwaukee because i mean who else we got Zelensky, who publicly stated that black people on welfare bodies should be sold we trust those that don't have the same struggle we do now okay. at least oh, mayor barrett's been singing the same song oh i grew up in milwaukee i stayed off of what was it 27th and whatever show me the pictures and, but that was <laughs> how many decades ago exactly things have changed they've changed from when i was a drastically kid changed and like, he's traumatized due to the beating that he got at state fair so <laughs> we have to understand that with mayor barrett getting <laughs> beat up <laughs> is why he wanted to give 47 percent to the police department because they protect him because he's traumatized but he again, everything that Mayor Tom Barrett has done has been for his personal So isn't personal that a conflict gain. of interest? Very much so. Oh, okay, just making sure. But yeah, you're correct. It's, it's very much so. Everything that's ever been done in the city of Milwaukee on Mayor Tom Barrett Watch has been for his own good. It's never been for the people. And then all I'm gonna tell you, while people out here trying to get your vote, because that's just like. One of the judges in the juvenile detention, uh, Zelensky. When I tell you that he violated every right of this child and their parents um, that was being charged with these these crimes, that there was no proof that it was being done. But we have to understand the people that we voting in. If on their flyer they have a picture of themselves and a little black kid. That, that should no longer work for you. Mm -mm. Because you decided to kiss a black baby or two. At some point, the reality of what's happening in our community, the pain that me and you feel, it's sad that I've never been arrested, but when the police pull up behind me, I, I, I'm in fear of my life. PTSD. PTSD. We have three-year-olds that screaming, please don't take me to jail. Because that's their future in the city of Milwaukee. And you're going to tell me you're going to give Mayor Tom Barrett another chance? 
but you love your children? You love your community? No. Right now is the time for change. We have to get reengaged, whether we want to or not. Because our next seven generations' future is dependent on us. Well, now that our engineer is back. <laughs> we have vote well I don't want to hold it up in front of you but oh, please vote, for Elizabeth, <laughs> vote for Elizabeth Brown for the turnaround catchy I like that <laughs> Alderwoman District 7 um, now correct me if I'm wrong but the absentee votes go in on the 18th right February uh, 18th of this month yeah or is that just well, the, ab- the absentee uh, early voting start February 3rd February 3rd yeah but they'll okay. go in I think they'll be counted on the 18th because the 18th is the uh, original day for the primary. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, April 7th is the big day. Yes, it is. I want to officially endorse <laughs> well, Liz Brown. You. I'm going to make sure I share the flyer everywhere okay. I can. I'm going to make sure I take a couple with me tomorrow to yeah. church. Um, and let me know because somebody... I come to the church. Okay. Tabernacle uh, yeah. Baptist Church. Uh, Lena Taylor comes there all the time. Okay. Uh, uh, normally around election time. Okay. Um, I want to say how much of a pleasure it is, not just talking to you, not just meeting you, but to hear somebody that has that passion, that wants to do something different in Milwaukee and understands um, the need and, and the plight of the people in Milwaukee. Yes. It's, it really is an outcry. It's A few of us are doing okay in life, so we yeah. tend to act like we're better than thou. Yeah. But we're mm-hmm. all suffering in some kind yes. of way. And we do have, I've got two daughters growing up in this See? city, and I want it to be better for them. I want Period. them to be able to. And your do grandchildren, stuff, you know? To do something within their communities and not have to. Because when I grew yes. up, honestly, when I grew up, Chuck E. Cheese was on 76 and Thank Good Hope. Thank you. <laughs> That's where my parents took me. Thank you. Movie theater uh, was on either 76 or the one in Capitol Court. Yep. We could go skating at Capitol Court. It was yeah. one in Village. Exactly. You know? It was cold, but it was ours, you know? We didn't have to leave and go to <laughs> we their. Didn't. We could walk and mm-hmm. catch. That's I remember catching the city bus. You know, to these things. As a matter of fact, it was more of them that came to Milwaukee than you it was us correct. going out of there. Period. And I want Milwaukee to turn back into where it was. It's gonna be better than that. Kid. The whole reason for me even being in Milwaukee was because my grandparents came from the south because See? of A. O. Smith. Yes, say it. It's time to get rid of the welfare regime. Yeah, and get jobs back into the city and Period. put us back where we want to so we can buy houses. So we can, as long as yes. history shows economically, when black people are doing well, we are super consumers. Exactly. Super consumers. And I'm telling the kids, like, if you stop buying Nike today, guess what happened? They closed mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Especially black folks. Period. That's why they kept Colin Kaepernick. And we around. have to understand that we, as black people, are the brand. I raised my daughter to understand it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. Who better than you? Once black people begin to understand that, especially um, the mere fact of everybody believes that, you know, Dr. King got killed, you know, because of the March on Washington. Exactly. And that's not the truth. It was because of his speech, Another America. Come on. Because once it was he cool. Knew. He once as long as he was talking to us and trying to free us, it was fine. Yeah, correct. Once he got to talking about the dollar, uh, he had to go. You better say it. You better say it. And like I said, that's another reason why I vote because so many of us have sacrificed for us to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's about that time again. And we cannot continue to be silent because if you're silent, you're the problem. Point blank and period. If you're silent, then you're the problem. If you're not voting, I won't say that you're the problem, but you have to get motivated back so we can save our children and the seven generation that comes behind them. Gotta, we got to get back passionate about what the real is because when we look, wake up every day, we suffering. But together, we can change it. We can. So you like to let everybody know how to get in touch with you. So they can get in touch with me on Facebook as uh, Liz Brown, uh, Lizzie B the Busy B, and then my No More Pain page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Lizzie B the Busy B is uh, 
a, a, a page of me and my daughter's children's books. We write children's books, uh, a trauma series, uh, teaching black children what they should do when they come in contact with the police. Uh, we talk about what is molestation. Um, actually, right now, I'm actually creating a book um, to teach children about politics in my run for the automatic seat because I'm a true believer a child has been touched with touch, but a child has been taught to teach. So if we start teaching our children, then they'll touch somebody else and start to affect somebody else. And if we can affect two, we can affect ten. I believe that 100%. Well, it was a pleasure having you on Real it's Bar Talk today. I can't wait until this drops so we can start uh, racking up some votes for you yes. in the 7th District. <laughs> well, you got two votes already. There hey, you go. Look at that. It won't be a complete look at God. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I love talking to you. We're gonna have to get together after this because uh, the the look we're gonna do our victory dance. Okay, there we go. You Just know. make sure we the first. You know, you stop by after oh, you win, and you know this. And but we'll not pop only that, we're gonna have y'all at the, uh, the the victory speech. Oh, because I am the people. I'm for the people, and it ain't that I'm winning. We winning. Amen. All right, Tom, take us out. Yep, losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad. You're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck out of here. Finish up 